Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. So uh, today I wanted to uh, do something a little bit different. I've got an interview today, but uh, I'm going to be talking to Ant- Antonio Kunchin. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I practiced ahead of time. It's okay. Kunchinello, right? Kunchinello. Yeah, yeah. All a right. lot better than like the automated voice messages. They call me Coxinello. I don't even uh, understand how they come <laughs> up with that, to be honest, but... A good try, good try. You got it. I had I had extra pressure because I'm I'm learning Italian, so I'm supposed to be able to 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 say it. So it's 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 funny though because I with the Italian words, like I'll see it and I'll be like, uh, if it's a new word, I I still just it just still <laughs> if it's really? complicated. But yeah, yeah. Did you get better while you were in Italy? At least I got I got better at at, at speaking it, not in mm-hmm. not in reading and and saying saying it. So definitely it was it was interesting like speaking in Italian. When I first got there and I started speaking it in Italy, it was hard. <laughs> but so you uh, went you went to Rome, right? Where else did you go? I went uh, Rome, uh, Cinque Terre, uh, okay. to uh, outside Florence area, like uh, the Tuscany area, and then mm-hmm. to uh, Venice. Okay. And did yeah. you, did you notice any different dialects, I guess, while you were, um, in the, in the different areas? Because you've Not, been learning like yeah. straight Italian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know the dialects can sometimes be completely different. Like Sicilian is completely different than regular Italian. It's almost like two different languages. Yeah. In fact, it is two different languages. I was, I was <laughs> looking it up, but, uh, but yeah, I didn't. See, I didn't notice. My, I mean, I'm I'm in the touristy areas too, so mm-hmm. I think that I probably didn't have as much of a of a difference in, in the in the dialect. So they're probably mostly speaking standard Italian. I also heard. I also read that like like 50 years ago, it was more diverse, and now more Italians speak the book Italian or you know oh, the, really? the standard. Yeah, that's that's what I, I don't know. I don't know what your experience. Have you have you been to Italy? Um, yeah, I've, I've been there four times. I actually have uh, most of my dad's side of the family lives, still lives there. I have three okay. my uncles that still live there. Um, uh, yeah, so I, the last time I was there was actually about eight years ago, 10 years ago, but I've been there. Yeah, I've been there four times. Um, so it was actually the first language I learned, but over the years, I don't use it as much. I only really use it with my parents occasionally. So I'm probably in the same boat as you at this point. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I, I still want to pursue it more and, and gain some more proficient. It was pretty cool, though. It was pretty fun to be able to speak a, a foreign language, like in a in the, the the language of the country. Like it was mm-hmm. it was interesting, and it also was very helpful. I think like there were some people where I'd go into tourist places and I'd speak Italian, and I mean a lot of people would speak English back to me, which some some people did it just because they're they're like just fucking speak english dude <laughs> some people actually said that not not in that that those words but basically like yeah, just yeah. speak english 
and, and some people were, I think were speaking English back to me just to make it easier for me. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was interesting because I got that, you know, some people were very much like, you know, I just want you to speak English, like, why are you trying to speak Italian? But then there were other people that were like really excited that I was speaking Italian or trying to speak Italian and, <laughs> and it was, it was good. So <laughs> yeah, they don't understand your mindset that you wanted to, uh, I guess, try and push through the, push through the awkwardness and the, figure out how to actually get the words saying them right and stuff like that. Whereas most people would probably just, you know, say, okay, yeah, like help me out. I, I want you to speak English to me. Whereas you probably were like, let me push through that, you know, awkwardness this way I can learn better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, there was, I just insist like after the first or second day, I was like, okay, a lot of people are going to be speaking English back to me. So I'm just fucking speaking Italian. Like, I don't care what they speak, what they say, what they, I'm just like, and so there were definitely some instances when I was ordering things in, in restaurants where their waiter was getting annoyed. Cause he's like, just say it in English. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm basically pretending like I don't speak English. Like I was like, no, I'm just saying it. In Italian. I don't care. Like <laughs> you're not pressuring me. I'm just doing it. Cause this is, you know, if I, if I don't do it, I'm not going to practice. So mm -hmm. I have a feeling that there's going to be a video coming up along those lines when uh, you're walking yeah. through the streets of Rome or something like that. But uh, oh, so so anyway, anyway, <laughs> why are we here? Because so, uh, as I was saying uh, before, we was get get sidetracked. Uh, so and Antonio has a good story about about getting a job. He actually did something above and beyond as well, which I, I'm hesitant to mention because I think I'm going to get a lot of videos. But although you know, it's kind of funny because what I found is that. When you tell, it's, it's just like the argument that everyone always says about like marketing yourself or something. And they say, well, if everyone did it, then then uh, if, it, if it works so well, then everyone would do it. And if everyone did it, it wouldn't work so well. And mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter because no one does it. <laughs> so anyway, um, Antonio sent me a video uh, talking about a little bit of his story and, and, and requesting that I uh, interview him on the on the channel about his story because he thinks he can help a lot of you out there that are, that are looking for a job. And so that was sort of the above and beyond thing that you know, I get a lot of requests and whatnot, but I, I saw Antonio's video and I said, wow, he really put in the effort. I'm going to reward the effort and let's uh, let's do this. So plus, I think he has a, an interesting story. So anyway, that's that's what we're doing today. All right. So, yeah, thank you, John, for having me. Um, everyone, I am Antonio. I am 24 years old. I'm a software developer at um, NBC Universal and I uh, graduated college two years ago with a computer engineering degree. And while I was in school, I didn't really enjoy what I was doing. I, uh, a lot of my courses were a lot of like electrical engineering courses and stuff like that. So I was a little lost to begin with, right? I took a, I took a uh, job right outside of college uh, as a software engineer, started liking it, um, didn't really enjoy the environment I was in, um, wasn't really doing some passionate work. Um, and I, throughout that time period, I had realized that I might be interested in other types of technology. So I asked one of my friends who was a web developer um, and he actually decided to mentor me and take me under his wing and teach me a lot about web development. So after work, I would come home two, three hours a night, try to learn some Node.js on the back end. Um, that, that's where I started learning a couple of uh, different open source technologies and really how web development is done in general because i knew nothing at this point um so fast forward a year at my job uh i decide i'm gonna quit um 
everyone's telling me not to, you know, they're all like, what are you doing? You're stupid. You're getting paid well. And I, I just wasn't happy. So I was like, I have to leave. Um, so I'm thinking that I was good enough at this point in time as a web developer to get a job within three months. So I had set a goal for myself that I would get a job by uh, three months of me leaving my job. And uh, boy, was I wrong. So, uh -oh. <laughs> um, I actually kept a journal of places that I, uh, places that I interviewed at. And, um, and I would keep, I would keep writing notes for each of my interviews, right? And at the end of each interview, I would try to write down what I did right, what I did wrong and take the feedback from, take the feedback from the people. Um, long story short, it took me a full 13 months to get a new job, but each job along the way, no matter how bad I wanted that job, there was always a better one that came along. Right. And each one that I failed at had taught me a brand new experience that I wasn't, that I was not paying attention to beforehand. And I, I really, to me that, um, that what happened to me really made me realize that whole model that you have of trust the process because the process led me into the best job that I had out of all of the possibilities that I applied to and even um, interviewed at. Um, and on top of that, I was able to, I'm happy now and I was getting paid a lot more in my last job and doing what I really enjoy. So um, the, the main thing that I wanted to harp on was don't give up right after your first, you know, you might, right. you might get shut down after one interview. It took me 31 companies to interview at to get oh, a wow. job as a web developer. Um, and each one I would come back, you know, after the first one, I was sad for like, you know, a couple of days of like, wow, I really wanted this one. Then a couple, uh, the next one would come by and I'm like, Oh, this one's really awesome. I'm going to get this one. Boom. Get shut down again. Have to learn something from it. But it was a whole process of me getting shut down, me realizing, okay, what did I do wrong here? Because obviously they would have hired me if I was perfect. Um, going back, talking to my mentor, we have mastermind meetings once a week where we discuss, you know, what I could have possibly done better. Um, and from there, I eventually got every step of the process down pat and was able to land uh, the, the best job that I could have gotten from all of those ones that I applied to. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my story up until now. Wow. Okay. So that's really interesting. That many, uh, that, that many times and how many, so you said you, you interviewed at 31 companies and I think mm -hmm. mo a lot of people would give up, right? I mean, it, it's like, <laughs> but, um, but, but, but you're doing the right thing because you're, you're learning from the experience, right? You're growing, you're becoming better, which is actually in the end ends up getting you the better job because if you had interviewed for that last job first, you probably wouldn't have gotten it, right? I mean, you probably mm -hmm. had some feedback from there. So how many jobs did you actually end up applying for? Do you know, or do you have an idea? Oh, um, so <laughs> I didn't apply for any jobs. I live in um, New Jersey and I wanted a job in Manhattan because Manhattan has a lot of, a lot of software engineering jobs in general. It's like yeah. similar to Silicon Valley, obviously not as popular though. Um, so I applied to only jobs on the East Coast, but I applied to, I wanna say to at least 200 to 300 jobs throughout that entire time period. Um, but the thing is, is I was getting very creative as time went on. So yeah. in the beginning, it was only applications into the dark. 
Um, then I came across your videos. I think it was maybe a couple months into the job search and your videos helped out a bunch. I started a blog at that point in time. Nice. Um, so, and then from, from you, actually, I came up with, I'm okay. I'm going to commit to at least one blog post a week, no yeah. matter what it is. In the beginning, I was like, I hate writing. Yeah. I, I hate writing so much, but I had to come down with a process and say, okay, I'm going to write. Um, so I started writing and then I would share the blog posts on Hacker News and some people would pick it up. And actually from one of my blog posts that I posted on Hacker News, um, a publishing company reached out to me and they asked for me to do monthly technical blog posts for them. And actually, um, I still, I'm still doing it with them right now, but that got me a bunch of exposure as well that I, I would have never gotten if I never took that first step, right? So it's all those minor steps along the way that if you put that work in every single day, eventually it'll, the process will put you into that right direction um, of exactly where you want it to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's interesting too with the, I mean, getting that exposure too, right? That, I mean, that makes it, it's like you keep on doing it and then eventually it has to, you have to connect, right? I think that in so many people, like you said at the beginning, they give up way too early because they, they don't see the results. But if you just trust the process, if you just trust that, if you just keep on going, you're going to have to. And it's not like you're just blindly trusting. I mean, you're you're taking feedback and you're making changes. And you just know that if you keep on course correcting, you're eventually going to get there. Um, so, so what about uh, how long? So, you know, it's definitely a longer amount of time. Like I would have agreed with you. Like if you said to me, oh, it'll probably only take about three months to get another job. I probably would have said, yeah, yeah, it probably might even be faster than that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's um, funny. You actually say that because I was watching one of your videos and you were saying like um, something along the lines of quitting and starting starting your own company or and if, if w the worst thing that can happen is, is that you would go back and just go get another job. And I'm thinking like, yeah, John, it's not that easy. All right. <laughs> I think it depends too on how much like so how much experience did you have like how much what was on your resume so I only had one internship of, at the same company that I had the full-time job at so in total I had about 13 months of real world experience and my computer engineering degree but here I am everyone's telling me oh you're wasting your life away you're wasting your life away you know telling saying that you went to school for engineering and you don't have a job. Everyone told me, oh, you get, a, you get a degree in engineering. You'll definitely get a job. You'll definitely get paid a lot. It's not that easy. You need to be creative um, and really push, push past a lot of boundaries, especially in a, a tough job market. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and see, yeah, it definitely does matter too, right? I mean, like having a computer engineering degree as opposed to computer science or, or, or software development degree, and then also, having basically a lot of your experience being an internship plus the plus a little bit of of real work experience it's definitely going to be more difficult to, to get a job right i mean it, it, it's you're, it's almost the same as just starting out in in that case so but uh but yeah that's why and that's why i tell so many uh young developers that are just like that are in college or getting out of college like yes start the blog now because it's going to yeah. take you a few years to get that momentum. Like you want to have, you want to be in a position, you know, you want to have created enough of a, of a reputation and brand, personal brand for yourself that if you lose your job, you can get another job tomorrow. Right. And I think exactly. you probably figured this out from your, you know, 
from your syndicating from your blo the blogs that you're writing for for the publishing company and whatnot like you over time like you'll eventually get like a list of people where you could just you know if you just reach out on your blog and said hey i'm looking for a new job you know there's going to be five emails that are going to say oh we'd like to hire you right away and that's i mean that's a good place to be that's a good feeling and and then it also gives you the ability to uh, you know to, to basically you know say fuck you to <laughs> anyone like i mean you can you can you can uh, you are not in a ethical dilemma like at your job like you can you can do i think bob martin had published an article a while back uh, called um i think it was on saying no i don't think it was saying fuck off i think it was saying no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but you can say no as a professional right you can you can say no i'm not gonna do that uh, and then you know you you know you've got the backup so exactly so, yeah you want you want that you want to build yourself that security but it takes a long time to do and most people aren't willing to say okay they they don't want to give up the time in the short time in the short term sorry for the long-term benefit of having that blog you know but the problem is, is you're going to start out in the beginning and you're going to suck at writing especially right. if you're like me i suck at writing <laughs> but now as time went on and me getting used to this blogging process you know i became way better and at the same time i now have a blog that has a bunch of posts and it's more and more people are going to be able to find the blog and more and more people are going to be attracted to it and want to be want to see me as a um as an authority figure on you know certain topics because they read my blog post on it like you were saying um and when you walk in the interview and then someone's like oh i think i read your blog post on whatever right. i remember you said that one time exactly so so tell me what it was like when you're going through this process though because i think you know i i, I want to understand a little bit of the mindset of th that kept you going for this song because a lot of people because i get i think you know this one of the reasons why i wanted to interview too is because i think this is helpful because there's a lot of people that email me that are like oh, i've been searching for a job for a long time you know and they or, or they're trying to become a programmer and it's um they it, i feel like they don't have the right mindset because they're they're kind of expecting to fail and I mean, you came in like expecting the, to get a job in less than three months. Uh, so what happened when the, that, you know, reality met, you know, you, you had that harsh crash into reality. Like, how did you keep it going? Like what, what kept you thinking? And, and what signs did you see that let you know that you're on the right trail still? Mm -hmm. So I, I uh, basically, I'm not the type of person that likes to, um, I guess, tell other people what I'm doing on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. my parents would ask me what I'm doing and like, they don't really understand what I'm doing. So I wouldn't really tell them kind of thing. I just be like, Oh, I'm doing work. And they think that I wasn't doing anything this entire time. So my parents were all against me. They're like, you're wasting your life away. Like you're not actually doing any work because they see me on my laptop, but to them, they don't understand that you can right. actually get better at our field doing work on your laptop to them it's like you need to be out getting experience so i had my parents and my family against me all my friends see me you know i'm running out of money that i saved up for my last job as time goes on um i i just barely made it towards the end um and so i'm i'm running low on money i have no real support my mentor was my my best support along with myself um yeah I, I think I have a, I had to build a, a fortress in my mind to almost cut out everyone else's negative influences because yeah. I was surrounded by it so much. So things like uh, meditating, things like visualizing every morning and night, what I really wanted, um, 
saying affirmations when I'm just in the car alone. Yeah. I like, like Tony Robbins's Tony Robbins talks about doing the incantations, like actually saying them with a lot of emotion behind them. Um, those things kept reminding me that, you know what, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Watching YouTube videos like your channel, Evan Carmichael, um, yeah. a lot of other people building almost like a fake environment around me using yeah. the digital, using digital means to get, to get people to, you know, almost support me. And those, those, I guess, support systems kept me on a straight path and knowing that I was improving every single day, whether or not someone saw it, um, I was improving and I could see it in myself as I was able to code, code things that I wasn't able to do previously in larger, larger amount of times. And when my mentor actually wanted to do work on projects with me, meaning mm -hmm. like he actually trusted me to play with code that he's playing with. That was a huge step as well. Um, but uh, on top of that, I knew that I was doing so much more than so many other people that were also applying for jobs that I said at, you know, at one point, um, Napoleon Hill, he talks about the law of increasing returns. If you keep like, if you keep, uh, I guess, planting the seed over and over and over again, eventually your crop is going to grow. Right. Um, so I knew that what I was doing to try to get a job, um, like whether it was cold emailing engineers or creating a project for a company and cold emailing it to an engineer or, you know, uh, reaching to reaching out to recruiters on LinkedIn. Uh, those are things that people weren't doing. And I knew that one of them had to pay off in the end. Yep. I so like it. It, was, it, was, it was really a combination of me and, you know, all of these digital forms, keeping myself uh, level-headed and then at the same time, just keep putting in the daily work and seeing the progress as time went on. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like what you said, too, at the beginning. It's like you didn't even tell your parents what you're doing. Like I, sometimes I have to rem remind myself, like, don't tell anyone your fucking business. Like, just like it's your because if it's if you share it, then people will critique. Then you doubt yourself. They you you, you open yourself for the negative influence. It's easier to have that shield up when they don't know what you're doing and they're like, you're wasting your time and you're you know then then you know. But when when people are critiquing critiquing what you're doing and you're sharing too much information it's like your business your business is your business and then and then i like how you created the positive you know circle with uh with tony robbins evan carmichael you know some of my videos and stuff like that so that you've 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 got you're controlling the inputs and that's uh, I, that's that's so critical i think people neglect that so many people have a negative environment that they're stewing in and and that's you know that breeds failure and it it makes them think that they're not going to succeed whereas you you, you did the you blocked out the negative you brought in the positive uh so that's uh, that's really cool and then and then you know uh, I, I think we, I just want to make sure that we're, you were progressing this whole time, right? It's not like you're just <laughs> applying for jobs. You're learning new stuff. You're, you're developing your skills. You're taking the feedback from the stuff, right? And mm -hmm. then from the interviews and, and you're improving, right? Yeah. So I, I was, I always had a daily goal of what I wanted to get accomplished with mm -hmm. code, how, what I wanted to do, get accomplished with my blog, what I wanted to get accomplished with, um, a searching for jobs. So those are like my three areas. Oh, also, um, cracking the code interview. I bought that book and I yeah. did at least one problem 
every single day. I went through the book. I did every single problem at least once. Now, when I say I did every problem, I attempted every problem. I did not get it on the first try. I'm not, I'm not a genius in any way, shape or form, but I went through every problem twice in the end. Um, and just getting that exposure, um, to these problems made me so much more comfortable in the interview environment. And it actually turns out that the, the job that I got asked me a question from the cracking the code interview and, <laughs> and I was able to get it no problem because I had done the problem twice, you know, whether yeah. it was two or three months before it was still in the back of my mind. So getting, having that daily routine of, okay, I'm going to accomplish this, this, and this, and this, and then I know I had a good day. If I can get these four things done, then yeah. you know, I can move forward. I like that. Yeah, that's great. And that's, I mean, that just shows like that you mentioned a lot of the things that are kind of the out of the box thinking, which is so important for, for getting a job. And it's, it's almost, it's also that the whole thing is like, I mean, if you're going through it and you're doing every problem and cracking the coding review twice, right? If you're constantly improving, like you, you kind of reach a point where there's no way that you could possibly fail, right? If you continue on this path. And I think that's, that's one of the keys that, uh, that you really, really nailed really well. And uh, it's, it's interesting too, you know, like, I mean, based on everything that you're doing, I'm like, wow, it really shouldn't have taken that long. Like, you know, um, but, but, you know, there's always a reason, right? I mean, it's a, maybe it's, you know, just to teach you some perseverance or to help train your perseverance or, or what, whatever the, this, or, or this is the right job for, you know, like the opportunity. So I believe everything does happen for a reason, or, or even just to be able to share with other people that are discouraged that to see what it might take, you know, cause I think sometimes things come easy and you know, you had to work hard for a long time and keep on having the faith in order to have the result. Whereas, you know, I, I think some people would say, well, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm reading, I've already read cracking the coding interview. I'm already like, I'm, I have a mentor. I'm applying for, you know, 20 jobs a day. I'm doing all this stuff. Uh, and, and it's, it's not coming. So, you know, <laughs> it will eventually come is, is really the answer as opposed to, uh, you know, just because you're, you're going above and beyond the call of duty, doesn't mean that you immediately get results. Uh, but it, it does mean that you're most likely to eventually get the result and uh, just like you did there. So that's, that's awesome. I, I, I you know, c congratulate you on having the perseverance to stick, stick it out like that. Yeah. With those, with those like creative things that I tried to do at least and putting in that extra work, those are all things that could increase my chances, right? There's no guarantee that I would have ever gotten the job, but all I can do is control what's under my, under my control. I know I can show up every day and I know that I can commit some code I can, you know, do a couple problems. I can market a blog post. I can write a blog post and I can, and I can reach out to, you know, 15 jobs or reach out to 15 engineers and try to see if they're hiring in their company. Um, yep. And th those are only things that I can control. I can't control whether or not they will give me the job, but I can set myself up to be as ready as possible for someone else to take it. Exactly. And, and, and it's interesting because when you lay it out like that, right, it's like I think any reasonable person that's watching this can see how like if you did that every day, what you just described, how could you not eventually get a job? Like it's it's <laughs> going to happen. And so for everyone that thinks, oh, it can't ever happen for me, it's like, well, if you're willing to do that and you're willing to do it every single day, then then there, it's almost there's it's almost impossible for it to not happen. Um, mm -hmm. so, so tell me a little bit about one, one other thing I, I was real curious about is how you felt like things changed from the first interview to the last interview. I mean, you mentioned something about confidence, obviously, no, knowing 
that you could do some of the the problems from like cracking the coding interview but what mm -hmm. about just like the experience of interviewing you know how, would you control would you did you see a big difference between the you that walked into the first or second or third interview versus the you that walked into the last few interviews mm -hmm. yeah so that's a that's a great question because that it was a you know a huge difference so in my first interview you know i first of all my first interview was uh, a phone interview obviously that's usually how it goes right and my first interview my you know, my heart's beating fast. I'm preparing for hours for this phone interview. And they asked me a technical question on the phone and they asked me the runtime of, I forget what it was. It was some, some, some sort of algorithm. And I, for, I and I didn't even know what runtime was at that point. Yeah. In time. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's to give you the point that I had started at, right. Uh, I was at such a handicap at that point in time. Um, but towards the end, I was so confident walking into the last interview that I had, so I had gotten the technical skills to a point, I think where I was ready for a job midway through, but my confidence in the interviews was what was holding me back. Um, so I had set up, um, I set up, uh, sorry, mock interviews with my mentor and oh, nice. he, yeah. cause he interviews candidates at his job. So I was like, you can be giving me great feedback that I can't be seeing. So we did, we did Skype interviews, phone interviews in person on the whiteboard. And he gave me tips and tricks on what I was doing wrong. And I took that and I tried implementing them into the interviews. So in the beginning, I was always getting shut down earlier on in the process. And then as time went on, he, he told me what I was doing wrong. Like it was all about the perception of how I was saying things. You know, I was telling the truth in two different ways. Sometimes like in the beginning, I would, say that I didn't really like my last job and that would come off as negative to employers. But right. I, when I spun it and I said, I left my last job because I wanted to dive in and absorb as much information as I possibly could when it came to web development, um, that took it from a negative situation to a positive situation. Exactly. And yep. those were the minor tweaks that I was not doing, but subconsciously it comes off to all these recruiters and to engineers that you know this this is a negative guy we don't want him on our team but in the meantime here i am thinking that i'm a positive guy how could they be shutting me down but until i have that third party perspective to tell me that you know you're actually doing something that's completely wrong um i would have never noticed so at the end i had written stories that i would practice for any question that i think they could come to me that's that's how prepared I had to be because I was so I was so at this point dead set on getting getting a job that I was like I'm not going to let anything stand in my way I'm going to do every step of the way from A to B make sure that I have every point of the interview covered this way I can't let anything up to chance as much as I possibly can up to chance at least Ryan I love that that's awesome that's that's the uh, tenacity that's Tenacity, tenacity. I, I don't know. I think that's the word. I think yeah, we'll go with it. Tenacity, maybe. I don't know. Mm. That um, that you have to have really to to succeed, not just in a job search, but in anything. I mean, this is just a good story. I think for for anyone, whatever you're trying to do, like, are you willing to go to that to those lengths, right? I mean, you you just like kept on seeing what was wrong and keep on seeing how can you change things and how can you alter the approach and until you, you get there. I mean, the the idea that you have the stories already 
constructed and you're practicing those, right? I mean, if again, it, when I think about this, when I hear this, I think everyone watching this, you know, the best thing I think they could take away from this would be to understand that, like, if you're willing to go, like, this is how far you need to be willing to go, right? I mean, how far ha for for those that are watching that have been unsuccessful in their job search for some period of time, how far did you go? Did you go this far? I don't think you went this far, right? I mean, you you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some people have, but it, it, most people won't. And I know because I talk to my coach people that that are looking for jobs and and they're like, well, I applied for a bunch of jobs. And that's, you know, that's the extent of it. And they're kind of expecting this. And, and I think that's, it was interesting too, like, like you said, that so many people said that, okay, you got your computer engineering degree, so you should get a job. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not the, the, that's not the agreement. If you think that, if you think that you're entitled to something, then you're not going to work as hard. But if you have exactly. the thought process of, I don't deserve shit. I, I got to, whatever I got, I got to get it. I got to go and get it myself. I think then you're much more inclined to, to go out there and do what it takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely takes a very large amount of drive to want to get up every day and keep shooting mm -hmm. for this keep shooting for a goal like mine um at, at at certain points in time i really really thought about giving up um it's actually a funny story how so two weeks or a week before i got i, I started interviewing for my last job um i actually got contacted um for a, another position and at this point in time i'm reading the job description i'm like wow this is the best job that i possibly could want um, the company has a great culture. The pay is what I want. Um, the description is exactly what I want in a job, um, using the exact stack that I play with. So I, um, I apply, I get to the final interview and yeah. I'm in the middle of the final interview and halfway through they take me out to a lunch interview. And I'm thinking like, wow, I'm absolutely destroying this interview. This job is mine. And I walk back into the interview room. And two people that I already interviewed with came in. It wasn't the person I was supposed to be interviewed with at that time. And I'm thinking back in my head, I was like, what's going on? And uh, the engineering manager goes, so um, I just want to tell you that we're going to stop the interview here right now. And right after that, I was like, well, they're going to offer me the job early? This is amazing. Oh, no, and, no, oh, no. <laughs> and, and he goes, yeah, we don't think you're at a, a level technically for the job. And here I am. I put all my eggs in, in, in this basket. I, I mean, I spent whatever money I had left on the train ticket to go to the city to go for this interview. Um, and I have to leave early now and I have no one to pick me up from the train station. Oh, so uh, it was, it was just like such a depressing thing. I even asked them in the interview at this point, that's how bad I wanted it. I said, look, I saw that you guys had an internship position open. I'm willing to drop the full-time position and go for the internship. And they were like, we think we have someone for that already, but we'll let you know. Wow. So that train ride back, I was, I was, I was hit rock bottom at that point. I was like, you know, it's got to happen sometime soon. Otherwise, I don't know. I, should I give this up? Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that a week later that a recruiter reaches out to me for the position that I have now. Um, and it's just amazing how, you know, some people say like it's that one step past absolute failure that you get to where you want to go. You kind of just have to hold on for dear life. Yep. Three, three feet from go from gold. 
that's yeah. that's a uh, man I, I i have to wonder like how do, how does that happen i've i've had it happen to myself i'm sort of but you how how does that happen where you think that you're nailing the interview <laughs> but they're like we're cutting it short it, it must it's just uh i i've i've been there too though i i went to an interview at hp one time earlier in my career actually twice and i was like i nailed this so hard like there's no way that i didn't get this <laughs> like they've never seen someone like me come in here and then they're like no we 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 didn't think you're qualified for the job that's such a it's such a such a bummer i guess ego is the enemy at that point yeah but you know it's better to come in it's i think ultimately it's better to have that attitude like to i mean it's sort of a balance right it's it's like it's better to have the attitude that like you're doing awesome and you deserve this job and you're capable and you're acing it as opposed to have the other attitude uh, you just have to be you just have to i think it's just the expectations it's like have the attitude of the of the cocky person who is you know acing this interview and, and they're they're awesome but have the expectations of the, the person who you know if if they get it great if not i it's a learning experience also great i think that maybe that's the the combination that that's most successful yeah it's like a it's like a, a almost like a, a confident humbleness that you need you right. know you can't be you can't be too cocky but you need to believe in yourself 100% because if you don't believe in yourself, that'll come out easy, especially in a, a process where multiple people are looking at you code on a whiteboard or, you know, exactly. on a computer screen or something like that, because that definitely throws you out of your element. Yeah, I, I always say like the difference between arrogance and confidence, like arrogance in my in my mind, my definition of it is when you try to convince people of things that you don't believe yourself about yourself. And that's, but confidence is, is when you just state what you know to be true, right? So, or, or you act in the way that you, you know is true about yourself. So re confidence requires a, a true belief, which is usually based on experience, it has to come from experience where arrogance mm -hmm. is almost always, it's like, you, you don't really believe it. Because we never say that someone's arrogant when they're, they're talking the, the truth about themselves we, or that we feel that they believe, but we always say that someone's, we sense someone's arrogant when we're like, yeah, they're, they're trying to show us something that they might not actually believe about themselves. Like they yeah. want me to believe that they're trying to convince themselves and, and me of this thing. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely true. Arrogance is almost like a bloated type of confidence. It's not really there. It's, it, there's, it's, 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 it's breakable. Whereas confidence is not breakable. It's, it's, it's back behind something, you know, you actually believe in that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, all right. Well, um, thanks for for coming on uh, and and sharing your story. It's uh, hopefully it won't be disheartening. To, <laughs> I had a little bit of fear of that, but I think I think it's 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 good to you know to to see both sides because sometimes you know I have these success stories and someone's like, oh yeah, you know I never coded before in my life and I got this six figure job in in two months and I'm yeah. like, Great, you know that's that's awesome. But uh, but the, the the other end of it is maybe it's going to take a year. Maybe it's going to take some people two years but you know you, you got to ask that question how bad do you want it is is always the, the the question and so if you want it bad enough you'll do what what's required and, and it may take some time but so it's, it, well, yeah thank you yeah. for having me today john i really appreciate it it's awesome all time right. talking to you all right antonio uh have a good right. one and uh congratulations day. thank you see ya 
Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.